What's going on, y'all? As we hop in, we wanted to first offer a land acknowledgement to honor the ancestors and the earth. We acknowledge that we reside on the original land of the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Yuchi, and Shawnee people. We honor them as the original caretakers of this land. We also honor ancestors of African descent whose forced labor built our city. We give gratitude to the earth elements, land, local waters, air, and fire for sustaining our human life. To learn more, we encourage you to visit native-land.ca as you deepen your relationship with the original inhabitants of the land in which you reside on. And with that in mind, let's hop in. another episode of When People Awaken and today we're going to talk about adherence to dominant narratives. Um, so this is a really interesting topic because it's something that affects every single human on the planet. Literally. Because we're always bombarded by somebody else's narrative, some level of psychological manipulation, some story they want to push to keep us polarized. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about today. So we thought we would start by defining what a dominant narrative is. Um, and so, Titus, do you wanna go first? Or you want me to go first? So the really cool thing was, and this is why I love Shalisa and I both together on a podcast, we have different perspectives, but they oftentimes are the same as well. Um, let me read my definition and then you hear how similar they work together too. But my definition of a dominant narrative is commentary that can be used to sway thought, action, and the economy of society. I love you use the word commentary. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Mm. So my definition of a dominant narrative is Stories generated from particular demographics to distract, distort, and manipulate individual and collective authentic truths. Read that again. Okay. Yours is, by the way, yours is new. You, 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 you modified yours. I think I told you one thing before we started, <laughs> but I had written this before. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Basically, though, it's about distorting your own reality. Read it again, though. I, I, okay. I, I like to read it again. Stories generated from particular demographics to distract, distort, and manipulate our individual and collective authentic truths. Mm. But what it sums up to be is that there are these stories floating around from different places that we're going to talk about today, and they're in conflict with our authentic truths. Like we come, if you're human, incarnated into a body on this planet with a particular mission, a certain truth, a certain thing that you're trying to express through your human body. But these dominant narratives bring up these conflicts that uh, can sometimes prevent us or, or make us think that we're not able to express our authentic truths when um, if you just ignored the false narrative, then you could, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, um, when, you, when you think about the word dominant though, yeah. The, the, the word itself, dominant or dominate, it means the most important, powerful, or influential. Um, and that, it also says 
overlooking others. Mm, yeah. Which isn't very, very individual based. Mm -hmm. It's I'm slash we are going to rule over, mm -hmm. decide how you will. Yeah. And then in order for you to sustain your own living, you then must do these things. Well, and I think that also brings... Slash have peace. Yeah, well, it, that's one of the ways that keep us polarized, or they create these structures like elitism or different classes or things like that, mm -hmm. is by saying, okay, I'm the central figure here right. who has all the answers, yep. who knows the story, yep. who knows whatever. If you believe me, you're in this group of people, and those that don't believe me are in this other group. So yeah. we're now, like, it's an us versus them yeah. kind of battle. yeah. And we see this kind of polarization play out in society in like a bunch of different ways. I'm trying to open. Of course, up. politics. Yeah, there's politics. There's algorithms yeah. on all the different media platforms. Yeah. There's just media in general. We talked about the binary, like not just the gender binary, but this binary in thinking, mm -hmm. the us versus them mentality. Either or, not both and. Yeah, yeah. Along with media, we see. Um, TV and, and music do this in some kind of way. So those are kind of things that I want to talk about. I don't know if you had, you want to mention some other things. So I mentioned a minute ago the region and how regions can oftentimes yeah. have, an, have an effect on us. And then what you just said again about there being a, 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 a one idea, one person who says this is, this is the way the truth. Mm -hmm. Inequality. For equality isn't necessarily inequality per se, mm -hmm. but it can also be just knowing that different is different. Yeah. And difference needs its own different a different person needs it needs their own health, their own need, their own things. Yeah. I'm not less than or greater than, I'm different than. Yeah. And the narrative is since you're different, you're less than. Yeah. Not you're different. You're different. Yeah. <laughs> and just different. Yeah. And the narrative oftentimes is if you have da 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 money, status, whatever, that means you have it. Yeah. Right. But are you connected to yourself? Yeah. Are you really or are you not? Yeah. And someone who doesn't have what what, what it may not may may be, they all they, they may be in fact connected to themselves. Yeah. And actually have it. Yeah. But they don't know it. They don't know because the narrative says if you have these five things mm -hmm. that we can all see mm -hmm. and, and and tangibly touch, then then you got it. Yeah, and that's a bold faced lie. Yeah, it's 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 interesting how, like we talked about this with polarization, but also there's like a polarization within mm -hmm. where you're separated not just from the external, like the us versus them externally, but the the internal mm -hmm. separation as well, like mm -hmm. your authentic truth versus this lie, mm -hmm. this version of you that's in the lie that they want to tell. A societal agreement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's like a, kind of this unconscious battle yeah. happening. Yeah. Like we know about the external us versus them, but the one that's happening internally, like when you, you forget your authentic truth, you forget yourself, you forget your purpose, mm -hmm. that's the one that like we don't catch on to too much. And a lot of that comes in the partially the group think concept mm -hmm. and the needing to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Like, if I want to be accepted in the group and seen and valued, mm -hmm. I have to give up something, mm -hmm. change something, or shift who I am mm -hmm. to fit into the group. Yeah, yeah. And I have been 
in those situations a lot, especially because now I'm in Alabama where there's a certain cultural mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. or a certain political ideas, but coming from California where there were like completely opposite <laughs> ideas and, and ideals and cultures um, presented there. And so I'm someone, I know my opinions, I know my beliefs. Right. And so, and you've seen me too, if I don't agree with something or if I just don't think it's right, I'm just going to get up and walk away. I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm just at the place where I believe there is a truth, a truth within is what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. And mm -hmm. I'm going to convey my own truth, which mm -hmm. presents conflict, especially more so in Alabama than yeah. in California. But I will say in both of these states, because of the way politics are, because of the way culture is presented, and this adherence to these things, we talked about before that there's these gray areas, these nuanced differences mm -hmm. that are never talked about mm -hmm. because of the polarization that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, for me, I think that one of the ways out of this is to find people that believe differently than you or have different viewpoints than you or also don't adhere to the dominant narrative and talk about these gray areas because that's going to be kind of like a step away like a, a way and an live in the gray areas mm. live in them yeah like that's also where the life is yes there is the contrast there is the difference there is the black and the white the in the out those are things that are that are true mm -hmm. but the in and the out i mean to, to, to go down as simple as the rainbow yeah the rainbow isn't black and white right the rainbow is at least seven colors yeah if not more when they blend. Right. So why choose as humans, we're designed not in black and white. Yeah. We're designed with a variety of differences mm -hmm. that make us unique and different. So why not can we choose to see and celebrate the differences, the nuances, mm -hmm. and live in them with them. Yeah. And sustain and rather and rather not sustain, support the differences. Yeah. As they're lived. Right. Not just say you're different. Than me, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna separate myself from you right. because of that reason. Yeah, and I think what you're talking about it's the programming of the binary, like we said before. Yeah, the binary wants it to be this very clear cut answer. This very it's either this or it's that. Mm -hmm. It's either he or she. It's either you know this thing or the other thing. Mm -hmm. And we're programmed to think that way, exist that way. And I think that also goes into the like people are so convinced they're right about a thing. Right. You know? Correct. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we get, we, we learn something new or we read a new fact or something and we're like, well, I know the answer. But you even forget that like there's nuance to whatever mm -hmm. you believe is the answer. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always this, this, this thing where it's like it could be right one day, it could be wrong the next day. Things yeah. are always changing. I mean, every moment changes. There's flux in every moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I think... The binary is one of the biggest problems we have when we're talking about narratives or stories or lies that are being told to us. Um, but like I said, part of it is to keep us polarized. Separate polarized. Yeah, and yeah. we've seen this play out in so many different ways. So polarization, that word division mm -hmm. into two sharply contrasting groups or sets of opinions or beliefs. Mm -hmm. Democrat and public. Yeah. Black, white, north and south, man and woman. Mm -hmm. um, what are the polarizations that are clear in society? Other polarizations? Um, 
uh, uh, diet. Yeah. Our, our last podcast episode. Yeah. Diet. You're going to either eat meat or no meat. Yeah. Vegan or not. Yeah. There's no way to be in between and have that knowing the truth of my body is this reality. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier before the podcast started about having a, a purpose and soul mm-hmm. that is unique. Mm-hmm. And there's this internal, internal, not clock, but compass, not even compass, but an, an internal guidance system. Mm-hmm. And of course, some may say God, some may say spirit, some may say divine, divinity, whatever it is. Each of those compasses and, and, and each, of those, each, of, each of those systems have a certain configuration. Yeah. And the configuration isn't black and white. Yeah. There's, there's variety in each configuration. Yeah. So to then live from that configuration. Right. Not from the, to live from your internal configuration. Not from external configuration is the way to live. Yeah. Not in contrast and polarization. Yeah. A polarized. I like what you're saying because everyone has like that particular energetic fingerprint. Yeah. That mine is never going to be the same as yours. Or, ever. Or ever the same as somebody else's. And so it's like this, um, I don't know, it's like we all are configured, are structured, are designed for this difference, right? Like this, for this nuance, for this, this, uh, not a separation, but just, yeah, like a, a difference between every single difference. human. So, of course, <laughs> the way we communicate, the stories we tell, the, the way we, you know, consume information should be different in nuances. The way we express things should never, ever be polarized or black and white or, mm-hmm. you know, man versus woman or anything like that. It's never right. going to be the two ends of the spectrum. Right. So... Let's pause and take a deep inhale through the nose, filling up the chest all the way up to the top of the head. Drop your jaw and let it out with a sigh. So it's almost a new month, which means a new sound bath series for the month of June. And in June, we will be exploring voices of the ancestors in which we'll use the sound bath journey as a way to tap into the internal knowledge the ways, the customs of our ancestors. Um, Every sound bath with me always includes some breath work, quartz crystal alchemy singing bowls, some solar flare gong therapy, chimes, uh, some very sacred Native American flute playing. So if you are interested in how to tap into that internal knowledge and wisdom of your ancestors, this is a great month to come on a Sunday and check it out. Um, There will be links to register down in the description box. And if you have any questions about how a sound bath works or what you need to bring or do, you can email me at portaltojoy at gmail.com. And let's jump back in. I kind of wanted to shift and talk about some of the the strategies or ways that this polarization takes place within society. Okay. Like with media and algorithms okay. and music. Practically. Yeah. Like yeah. Where, where, when we go out and we're just living, where does this affect us? Mm. And one of the biggest things for me is the music industry, the mm. music. If you look at... <laughs> the history and the progression of like music, popular music mm-hmm. in America, it has gotten progressively worse, number one. 
like our some of my favorite genres of music are like the old school seventies, like the Temptations and um, Robin Gaye. Yeah, I love James Brown. Yeah. And those were the dudes and women too that would dance like hard, singing without auto tune, um, playing real instruments, yeah. not this digitized yeah. auto tune stuff. Yeah. Um, and like the content of the lyrics was like wholesome to me. Mm. It was, you know, yeah, there was a lot of that like love speak and, you mm-hmm. know, men do this, women do this, but it was, it was more wholesome, less like, less of this sexual objectification that mm. is in the content of the lyrics mm. now. And so, yeah, it's like, so there's that, there's this, this change in the content of musical lyrics, number one. I think I've told you before, like, I don't even listen to lyrics of songs. Except with lyrics, but I sent you some stuff recently, remember? Yeah, yeah, I sent you some stuff that kind of brought you back a yeah, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of back into the... Yeah, but, but I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Well, and then also, I think the sexual objectification, especially of women that we see in mainstream music videos and stuff now, is to disguise the fact that the music is so bad. And so... <laughs> It has just gotten so bad with the auto-tune, like, no one can actually sing anymore. Or even if they do, they're auto-tuned to the point where it just sounds... Well, and then to the point, to the point to, to, not make, to not take from the music being bad, per se. Yeah. But also, it's just sex sells. Yeah. Like, that alone, both, 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 both the active sex, the mm-hmm. sex drive, but also things that stir up the inner, the inner animalistic nature mm-hmm. of man, both in violence and... Mm-hmm. Separation, yeah, and then sex itself. Yeah, that's what drives desire. That that whatever can stir, stir desire mm-hmm. in us for our own best interest mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. is going to be that. Yeah, and I think well that plus the fact that it's quote unquote music because when you listen to music, you kind of go into this brain entrainment, uh-huh. like this theta brainwave state where you're just sort of subliminally taking in all these messages your subconscious yeah even if you don't like the lyrics like me but you're listening to them you're kind of like um they're they're getting integrated they're into your brain in. these ideas are and you're not even aware that it's happening mm-hmm. plus it's like the layer of the sex and uh even in certain chords in popular music mm-hmm. like certain chord progressions are designed to release dopamine in the brain mm-hmm. so it's like also a drug mm-hmm. you're getting addicted to the, the tension resolution that we talked about before mm-hmm. in the music. So it's like this whole pot of things going on in, within one particular type of media. And then you've got the music that is then placed in places. Mm-hmm. In stores. Yeah, yeah. In songs. In, in, in commercials. Mm-hmm. In your car. Like on, on, on social media. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Like the music itself it's and, and sometimes it can be used properly in good ways right. to, to be calming or to be whatever. But oftentimes the placement of music is placed purposely yes. to draw the mind. Yeah. To uh to 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 draw the mind, to entrain the mind, like you said, yeah, and to um lay a lay to to lay a lens mm-hmm. to lay a layer of thought. Mm-hmm. To lay a layer of to to create a neural a, a a neural pathway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of this is the way to live. Right. And I love that you mentioned like a neural pathway because this is like a neurochemical process. It is. Certain neurochemicals are gonna be firing. Yep. Um. When this this whole phenomenon. <laughs> so then. Happens. So then the story 
And we, and I think a part of the issue is we've almost minimized the value of story. Yeah. That's just a story. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. No, that's just some TV. Mm-hmm. That's just that. We don't understand. We choose to not understand or to, or to seek to learn how mm-hmm. our bodies receive story yes. yeah. and receive information. Right. And then uh, 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 integrate it. Yes into our then later on response. Yes. Yeah. And so what you're talking about though, to me, yeah. I would call it spell work or trance work. What's Easily. happening. Easily. It's a little witchy. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. And I mean like <laughs> when you're watching TV, it doesn't even have to be like listening to music. You're getting all these messages about how to be, how to interact with a human, how to do whatever. And like you said, it's because we're separate from the process. Mm-hmm. Like we think we're just watching a screen, but mm-hmm. there's all these energies, these entities, mm-hmm. these subliminal messages coming mm-hmm. at us. And we're just in that, that theta state, just relaxed. Being quieted, calm, coddled into just, yeah, just let, let give, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really bizarre and kind of insidious. It's yeah. The way it works out. So that's why you have to be really careful to me. To me, I think lyrics are more effective than even the images. I think for some other people, it'd be opposite. But I'm very impacted by like words and lyrics when it's set to music. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just choose to ignore like everything, every lyric, mm-hmm. mainstream music-wise. Are you ignoring, though? I try to. Your subconscious is ignoring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've all, I've always been that way though. Like I would be the person who would go see a, mu- uh, a movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the plot of the movie, but I would know everything about the soundtrack. Sure, right. I remember that. I'm gonna tell you that before. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just. I think I'm also wired that way mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. to to just be more um, musically inclined. Yeah, more focused. Tonally on inclined. Yeah. Um, Sonic. Sonically inclined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But that's to talk about music. At yeah. Least. <laughs> what else do we want to say? Uh, there was a couple other things that I thought about in the moment that I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, the, 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 okay. So when you think about artists. Yeah. And not necessarily music or artists per se, but really, and again, any artists, even artists, when they, if, if, when, and if, and when they choose to create from themselves, mm-hmm. from their self, mm-hmm. for either expression alone, which is valuable, and or for upliftment. Okay. The artist can or cannot, may or may not choose to own their influence on the audience Ooh. and society. Yeah. We individuals must own our influential aspect. Yeah. And those who then create and share content mm-hmm. should, and I, 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 I can say should or must or can, I'll, I'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. I believe that we should own what we say mm-hmm. and how it sways yeah. personal expression how it sways individuality mm-hmm. and how it sways society, society integrating. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, and there are, there are parties that exist that say, well, this, this group is different than slash less than, or that group is different than or less than, and they 
are affirming those beliefs. But, but I, I just wonder how and when, again, like I said earlier in the podcast, on the episode, difference is difference. Yeah. Not less than. Yeah. And much of, much of artists oftentimes, by their nature mm-hmm. or by their nurturance, promote that difference is negative or bad. Yeah. I kind of went off on that for a second. Well, when you were talking, though, about the difference, it made me think, too, about um, certain politicians here. Not Mm -hmm. that this is a political podcast, Mm -hmm. but it's a good example, I think. Mm -hmm. There are certain politicians here in the state of Alabama who are very, very um, just openly transphobic. There's a war against trans people in Alabama right now, Mm -hmm. especially trans youth. Mm -hmm. It's very disgusting. It's something like I, I feel that we both can say we just don't support what's happening right now. Right. Yes. Yes. Almost, yes. Like, neither one Agreed. of us <laughs> Agreed. is down with that. So, but it's like this: they're using difference as an attack, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're using the difference. They're using their dominant narrative, which is that a politician I heard maybe a year ago say that. Um, it, oh, he said we don't want this trans agenda on our kids being taught or something like that. It was just very, um, mm-hmm. just vile <laughs> mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about trans people. And so he took a difference mm-hmm. and used that as kind of like this warfare mm-hmm. to, to start a war again mm-hmm. uh, against trans people mm-hmm. and to do what we're talking about before, polarize us. Mm-hmm. You're either for these trans folks or you're against them. You, you can't be in the middle. You can't, there's nothing, you know, in between. So, I forget what I was going with that. The dominant narrative, though, I think, to come back to the statement itself of the podcast topic, when you think about um, polarization of life, and we, we, we can go here for a moment. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 it's dicey, I think, but abortion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Abortion is can be differentiated between give the child life. Yeah. Or give the child death. Yeah. Right? And or the other side of it is, for me, will that child live well? Yeah. Or not? Right. Yeah. What really is life? That's the nuance. That's the nuance. Yeah. Will this child have a full life? Mm-hmm. Or will this child be living impoverished? Yeah. For many people, life is just the contrast. It's, 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 it's black and white. Yeah. They're either alive. <clears throat> Where they're dead. Yeah. When instead, is this person living or are they surviving? Right. Are they just barely hanging on? Yeah. And would you and I, I can only assume that people on the side of abortion is bad believe that even them just living is right and enough. Yeah. And that doesn't sit with me well. Well, and I think a lot of those people are in a position to where they don't know anything about the other side. Right. Like the other reality there. Mm-hmm. And so they just assume life is going to be, I'm thriving. I'm going <laughs> to, all, there's all these people that will take care of the kid that will just step up and, right. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So. And that's, again, the nuance. Mm-hmm. Nuance is where the dominant narrative crumbles. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's the thing that prevents us from having any sort of cohesion or peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when it comes to that topic or that mm-hmm. type of topic mm-hmm. so and it works well like it's a very effective strategy that they use it is to um separate to keep us separate and to keep a battle going to distract us from other things that they're probably doing behind the scenes that's yeah. the whole point of this yeah um 
I think I wanted to shift now into talking about media. Okay. Uh, besides music, okay. algorithms that are used to promote tribalism and groupthink, basically. Mm. So I think about how things are set up either on your social media feed, YouTube, whatever it is, to where it knows if you click on a certain thing, mm -hmm. you're interested in that thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's going flooding. to, yeah, you're going to get flooded, you're going to get reinforced, this confirmation bias with that particular thing and other, you know, opposite viewpoints or opposite things are not going to be included. So you're going to constantly thinking that, oh, your way is the only way because that's all you see. <laughs> and so you go into society or to talk with friends or whoever with like, you know, this flood of information you got from the algorithm. And you're smart about it. Like, you, yeah. know, you know your shit. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah. there's more. Right. But it's just like, again, this insidious thing that like, we, we would never think about it. We're just thinking, oh, we're looking at our newsfeed. We're right. looking at whatever's showing up that's harmless. But there's something going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of mm -hmm. to create this polarization that we keep talking about. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know what is happening. There was, the, there was a Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. Mm. I, believe, I believe that was the documentary that broke down the way that the way the way that the algorithm actually works. Really, I don't, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. We watch it one day soon. Okay, it's a really good documentary. Okay, really good documentary. Yeah, I'll yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, and you won't even get into like the like button. Sure, <laughs> the like button. All that stuff from Facebook back in the day on Facebook. Yeah, shoot. Um, I think also these algorithms are really good at generating fear, chaos, outrage. That isn't that doesn't actually exist mm -hmm. it's wiring us to be more inclined to be afraid of something mm -hmm. or more inclined to be mad about something mm -hmm. because what we're gonna see is the shock factor right like what gets clicks right now is something really dramatic right really like out there really out of the box someone like coming out jumping out from behind a wall or something that's gonna like you know yeah, big movement isn't always good movement. Yeah, yeah, but you go on YouTube right now. That's how, that's the culture of YouTube. Is like the most dramatic uh, title definitions of a video, mm -hmm. the person and the thumbnail that's like over the top, like with their expressions. Mm -hmm. That's what we're clicking on right now because mm -hmm. that's what they want to generate. In if you look at if you look at shoot if you look at a plant, a flower growing. There's have you ever seen a flower or a plant bloom in two seconds? <laughs> God damn it, you never in my life, you never in your life have you ever. No. The sun does not rise in three hours. Yeah. Well, it kind of rises in like two minutes. Yeah. Out of rising. But it doesn't take three hours for it to go around the sun, around the earth. It doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Life is not like that. Yeah. That's not reality. Well, okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different reality. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and we've been so drawn from the reality of nature, mm -hmm. we've been given this quick, 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 quick thing yeah. to fix instant give me now, yeah. that reality has been told that I need this now. Mm -hmm. I must have this now. I must be perfect, instant, mm -hmm. always on the label. Yeah, there's no drama in nature typically. Maybe like animals eating other animals or you know some kind of attack. That's it. That's the drama though. Like, I mean, 
There's a lot of peace. <laughs> There's a lot of peace. When it goes, that's the other point. The lions like, lay a lot. Yeah. Like they're chilling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of peace and sex in nature. That's it. That's all you yep. really do. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's, it's our goal as humans who are then more diverse and more. Um, more what's the word I want to use? They're more. Um, a word came up. Effervescent isn't the word I want to use, but still effervescent is a great okay. word to use. Yeah. Um, more, more, there's more variety okay. in us as humans, in our thoughts and beliefs. Mm-hmm. We should lean into those differences. What's good? Little break here to check in and let y'all know about what I do in the city of Huntsville. So I'm sure you can tell I enjoy holding space for movement, for breath, for inner work, for rest, and of course, all that encompasses yoga. There are a few ways to connect with me in the city um, and online as well. I lead classes every week in studios around the city that are a mixture of heated classes, non-heated classes, slow flow classes, and strength-based classes too. I also offer one-on-one sessions that include yoga, meditation, and the unique package of a six-week Healing with Titus course as well. Everything I've said so far can be found either on my website at simiae.com, that's S-I-M-I-A-Y-E.com, or on IG, Instagram. My handle is the fourth. T-H-A-F-O-U-R-T-H. With that in mind, I hope that you continue down the path of finding, connecting to, and releasing into your most authentic, true, healed, and conscious self. And I'll see you either online, in studio, and of course, back on the podcast. Let's hit it. Twenty-four hour news cycle. Yeah, they just get played over and over and over again. Yeah. So they push and they push and they push. Yeah. Um, through repetition, yeah. these fake story, these lies to us, and that's part of why it's so effective is because we just see it all the time and we experience it all the time. And we and then and then we seek it. Mm-hmm. We because we know it. it's always going to be there, right? It's safe. Yeah. It's and it, it, even it, if it we know, safe. even when we like can pinpoint where the strategies are. You almost get obsessed with like wanting to know what other strategies are there. You right. know, it's like you go down the rabbit hole right. of trying to figure it out, even yeah. when you know what they're doing. I think I think the other the other, the other element that we I think I saw the word written down in our notes today. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we talked about it fully. Was the value and necessity of change? Yes. And I don't think dominant narratives allow for or seek out change. That's so true. Yeah. Growth. Yeah. Different difference is the manifestation of change. Mm-hmm. If we go from three to six, mm-hmm. it's changed. Right. Right? But oftentimes, they want to keep it at three. Yeah. Let's just keep it three. No, 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 no four or five. No, no, we're going to keep it at three. Let's yeah. just three. Because they got the agenda. So if we change anything, <laughs> the agenda has to get changed. And they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. <laughs> they don't want to do that. You know? So I think change is another really important thing that has to be a, 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 a disgusting kind of way when it comes to dominant narratives. Mm-hmm. Dominant narratives dominate. Yeah. 
they dominate. Yeah. And they do that one thing, or three things, really well, yeah. and nothing else. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. That's a great point about change. When I think also change is kind of a way to distance yourself from the dominant narrative. If you're someone who is really rooted in the cycles of life, mm-hmm. you will just be, by nature of life, changing, growing, doing all these things that you're talking about. Yeah. And you you can't be connected to this stuff, to the, the, the lies and the narratives and the, the polarization, if you are in the cycles of life. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to separate mm-hmm. yourself from the agenda they're trying to push onto mm-hmm. you is by being embracing change, mm-hmm. embracing life more, mm-hmm. embracing authenticity more. Because mm-hmm. even that will change too. Like your purpose can change the longer you... We, over lifetime, in, in a lifetime, right. change. Right. And I think a, 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 part of, a, a part of the narrative that was probably given back in the Industrial Revolution was you do these tasks and your life is based on these tasks, these mechanical, these factor-based experiences, and that was your life. Your life was 9 to 5, 8 to 4, go to the factory, go to the system, you do these binary, basic, boom, 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 boom things, and there was no, there was no um, allowance of the individual to develop and to grow in their own reality. Mm-hmm. The reality became, go to work, mm-hmm. do, these, do, do these things, mm-hmm. leave work, and then try to live a life. Well, I think that's such a great point too because at that point, your livelihood is dependent upon this narrative of all oh, you yeah. are is work. Mm-hmm. They, that's, the, that's the evil brilliance of all of this is they have found a way to connect money, our livelihoods, our lifestyles to their narratives. And so it's like we, that's why this is such a fight is that we don't really have a choice sometimes right. in the matters right. because we need a particular thing to survive. And right. so that means in some way participating in. I gotta be in, I gotta be in a matrix. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. great point. I, 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 meant to, I meant to take it a different direction though. So the other part of that is yes, there is the life changing, the changing within life. Um, and society work has kept us without that, kept us from that change for yeah. our, our, pers- our personal selves. But in one lifetime, mm. a person not just grows in age, yeah. but grows in knowledge. Yeah. And as they grow, they then, if they're wise, and if they are in tune with how, like you said, life, nature works, who they were, Five years ago, mm-hmm. shit. Five minutes ago, mm-hmm. I'm different now from when we started making a podcast episode. That's right. I'm different now. Yeah. I'm choosing to allow my biology, right, to allow my psychology, right, my physiology to shift and to upgrade and to adjust. I can remember so many times working at Apple, people come in and they would be driving on up- updates. Update came. Well, keep it the same. Let's keep it the same. Keep it the same. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change anything new. Mm-hmm. Change, oh, I, I, I would be crying inside. Because it's designed for bug fixes. And it's, <laughs> it's an upgrade. It's literally. an upgrade. Literally an upgrade. Why don't you want that? I mean, and, and, and to the extent of, to come back to the body again, our bodies. Yeah. Every what? I think every 20 days, uh-huh. we literally have a new body. Uh-huh. 
our cells, our skin, it goes away. We actually are different. Yeah. We're different. Yeah. Every sometime, some kind of day. And we talked even before how the chakras are going to update every seven every years. Every seven years. Like there's just a cycle of change. A change Embedded exists. within the universe. And if, <laughs> and if that exists, then if, if we choose to live with the, the natural cycles, the dominant narrative becomes nature. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Where there's not a man yeah. or a structure that man has made, yeah. but the structure that man has observed yeah. within yeah. and without right. and lived and, and choose to live within that structure. That's so important because for me, one of the ways that I got, that I separated myself from the dominant narratives was spending time in nature and using the patterns, the templates, the blueprints that I saw in nature or felt were in nature to erase the narrative and install something new, like a new belief. That's how I started my separation process from this. And what you find when you start to allow nature to be your guide, your moral compass, is that you are gonna be, you're gonna go into what we talked about before, that, that, that internal truth, that, that authentic self, because that's what nature is here to provide you, is medicine for yourself. It's peace for yourself. It's these animal spirits that help guide you back to self. That's Reminders. What, yeah, that's what Mother Nature is. Yeah. She's a nurturer yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, and we can then also to, to bring the father to uh, to a lap father. What is what, what is the, what is the father in, in in the in the natural world? So in ancient Kemet, they said the bedrock was Father Earth. Okay. Okay. I figured. So mm-hmm. so trusting Earth, mm-hmm. trusting bedrock to sustain and hold. Yes. Trusting nature to move and flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, you, what, what, you, what you just said, though, was such a good thing. Run that back for me, Shalisa. I was talking about how Mother Earth is here to bring us back to self. I got it. Okay. So, the challenging thing is, because I know a lot of us, in we have micro resets uh-huh. and macro resets. Uh-huh. In different varieties of life, a micro reset may be, wake up in the morning... I breathe, I meditate, I journal. Mm-hmm. That's a micro-reset. Okay. It may be come midday, I step outside to ground, I micro-reset. A macro-reset, which is kind of a mid-macro mid, mid for Christians mm-hmm. and for those who are religious, going to church. Mm-hmm. That's a micro, a mini-micro-reset. Yeah. mini-macro-reset. For those of us who are in the healing space, that may be a retreat. Yeah. A weekend retreat, right? Or a week, a, a week long retreat, right? And you go to the retreat, and you go to church, you go to your service, you go to whatever you're gonna go to. And I can recall very clearly being in the Christian space, going to church. And this is the reason why I probably stepped back for the most part was because we go to church, and even in some retreats, but differently for sure. You go for the experience. Mm-hmm. You go to hear certain things. Mm-hmm. But you rarely go to then practically, with proper time, see your life and then begin to place in your life ways to not allow yourself to be drawn into the matrix. Mm. Yeah, we think of the retreat as just like almost like a mini vacation. Exactly. And not as like what you're talking about as something I can take with me when I leave. Because when you come back, 
you're coming back as this quote unquote new being. Yeah. Elevated, conscious, light, expanded. I got all this awareness. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And you come back to matrix mm-hmm. society. You come back to being bombarded. Mm-hmm. I tell my I, I tell my class now, as my classes have ended in the past couple months, a couple of weeks, I say, okay, take this class with you. Yeah. Yeah. You when you leave here, take this energy, yeah, this awareness, yeah, take these the, this, this, this physical clarity mm-hmm. Take this Yes you Rely on this as you live yeah. Not on that as you live Yeah and it's hard for people to grasp Within a one hour It's difficult Yeah class. It's difficult That's why for Part of my, pro- my private client services Is I offer a way to use sound To yeah. install new beliefs Yeah into your psyche yeah. to erase the old, the old paradigm, the old way of thinking and install something new. Typically, like we talked about, rooted from a, uh, some blueprint in nature. My, my private clients, I don't, I prefer to have them not just do yoga or asana or breath. Right. But I utilize the chakra system mm-hmm. as a way to define, understand, mm-hmm. mm, reflect, understand and define where in their lives Mm-hmm. They need to do some changing, mm-hmm. not just come in and move and breathe and feel right, and, right. And, and let go. Okay, I'm not just here to let you feel good, yeah, or to get you to a high. Like the high is gonna come down. Yeah, yeah. The the clarity will go away. Yeah. Both for your own, both because of your own natural existence. Mm-hmm. And society. Yeah. It's gonna draw you from it. Yeah. So when you are drawn. Back to the narrative. Yeah. Can you remember your own narrative? That's right. That is so true. And I think, like, even in sound baths, the group experiences, not the private ones, a common comment I get was when it's over is like, well, I don't want to come back. Right. <laughs> right. Or, you know, that was so great wherever I was. I don't want to be back here. Yep. Which, and I totally I relate. Like, I, I totally get it. Yeah. We, everybody understands that feeling of when you go into a blissful state and then it's over. And you're like, whoa, I got to deal with this, 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 and this. That's, and, and, and that's then the question is, how do we make this thing practically lived Yeah. in the dominant environment? Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's lifelong work, though, is the, is the issue. It's, mm-hmm. We know this is a problem. We know that, and it, it's great to have spaces like yoga and a sound bath mm-hmm. where you get this respite, this break mm-hmm. from things, and mm-hmm. you get to experience the bliss or the, the whatever it is that you're seeking in your body. But in order for that to be the more dominant narrative mm-hmm. or the more dominant state, there's change that has to happen. There's right. these structures and systems that right. have to shift. There, you know, all this stuff is going to have to require everybody to do some work. Um, so that we And can... that kind of relies on, to, to go back to what I mentioned, mentioned earlier to, today on, on, on the episode, was... The individual, yeah, the family, yeah, slash, and your social groups. Mm-hmm. Who, what do those social groups suggest to you? Mm-hmm. Do those do those social groups remind you of your liberation? Mm-hmm. Remind you of your of your of, of your authority. Mm-hmm. Remind you of your ability to um, live and seek peace. 
right. release certain things mm-hmm. or be those social groups perpetuate the narrative. Yeah. The external narrative. Yeah. And from social groups to then where do you find yourself consistently? Yeah. What narratives, what stories, what systems, what what, what, what sameness exists mm-hmm. where you exist. Yeah. Instead of what differences exist yeah. where you exist. Yeah. Yeah, you have to find those people who are going to challenge you to do those types of things, and it's mm-hmm. hard. Because that makes your relationships a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. You know? And we want, there's the tendency to want what's easy or what's fun or whatever. But as someone who has separated myself from these groups you're talking about, like the social groups that are more adhered to the dominant narrative, it gets old after a while. Like okay. once you start your period of growth or your path of growth, you like growth more than you right. like, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. You get kind of addicted to staying on your spiritual path more than pleasing. I just had one last thought. Yeah. Just about the, even the phrasing uh-huh. dominant narrative. Yeah. That statement as on its own, I would think when you hear it, I would run from Ooh. Like dominant narrative? Yeah. Just thinking about the statement alone, it's like, okay, so there's a narrative that dominates. Yeah. That, and I'm speaking about it being outside of me. Yeah. That has an influence over a large group of people. Yeah. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't sit with you. So that that makes shouldn't me, sit with you, you know? That makes me think of something, though. That's a great point. So we know that these dominant narratives exist in this very insidious, evil, nefarious way, right? And we're talking about ways, number one, to be aware of them, to notice them, to acknowledge them, and then to grow separate from them, to grow further into your own authenticity, that kind of stuff. So as we progress, what does it look like? Is it that there's no dominant narratives whatsoever and everyone's just connected into their own self? Is it that the dominant narratives have changed to reflect um, things that are more true? Mm-hmm. Like, are there still going to be dominant narratives? They're just mm-hmm. better at some point, or well, are they I think, just gone? I think that kind of goes back to, to to what I had mentioned. I think a little bit earlier was the dominant narratives. I don't believe there should be a narrative that governs any group that is larger than about five thousand. Maybe even maybe even like three thousand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Beyond that number, and I'm like riffing right now, free just kind of jazz right now. Yeah. Beyond a certain number, and the, the the individual gets lost. Yes. Yes. They get lost. Yeah. And the individual, the smaller the group, the more linked that group is to these cycles of nature, mm-hmm. to the earth. Mm-hmm. There's less of a need to go beyond. Right. When what I know within and with what's with next to me is enough. Yeah, right. That's so true. The domination becomes more individual. Yeah. Than, um, uh, uh, ah, word. No, but this is great. Ag- aggregate. That's uh, a great point because it makes me think that certain, certain types of these narratives exist now because of the globalized economy. Yeah. Because of, you know, this macro system that's like, you know, wants to take over the world yeah. or, you know, rule a certain continent, like you said. Yep. We're, we're too globalized yep. in certain areas of yep. life. And that's why these narratives exist in the way they do for some mm-hmm. of them. So as we sort of decentralize power, 
you know? I got one last thing to say. Okay. <laughs> when so and this is this is probably going to be a <laughs> kind of be a bit of a, a, a of a divert of a, of a, a division thing, divisive thing. Cryptocurrency. Oh yeah. Right. Bitcoin. Crypto Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin means one type of currency that can be global. Yeah. Aside from just that, they're rubbing the wrong way. I get the I get the ease of it. Everyone can access and everyone that there is just one way of and it's a restart it, it, it's a bit of a restart for sure yeah however that doesn't take into account the economic um, difference uh-huh. not inequality difference uh-huh. well inequality okay everyone does not have access to a device that can give them connection to crypto yeah you gotta have a computer yeah. or a phone, a device. Or money to invest in getting it <laughs> to begin All with. of those things. Yeah. To believe that society will then become that means that certain people will not. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the, be the determinant of whether, whether, whether they have life or not. Yeah, right. Someone who doesn't have a phone or don't have money for the phone should not be limited from the singular, domi- singular dominant that dominant currency. Yeah. Or someone may just choose that USD works for them. I don't even want Bitcoin. And then if we all just are using Bitcoin, then that that person again is forced into this. I don't exist. Yeah. I don't exist. Yeah. No, bro. I fucking exist. Well, and it's like what they do with the iPhones and everything else. They force you into a system. Mm -hmm. You don't get a choice anymore. At some Mm -hmm. point, you just have to be like, well, Mm -hmm. all my values are gone now Mm -hmm. because of the system. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. It's this like hurting us into something that we may or may not want to do. Self-authenticity, self-sustaining, living in, from, and for your truth. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now that we have that great discussion about dominant narratives, adhering to them, the ways that they play out, the ways we can spot them in society, what are some of the solutions, like practical things we can do um, when we go out into our daily lives sort of disconnect from that and reconnect to ourselves what does that look like i have i have a word that i see on the list right here yeah that i can i will go into further in a minute Mm -hmm. but i wanted to say valuing stillness and movement Mm -hmm. yeah neither are better or worse Mm -hmm. but both provide a level of life yeah um and when we choose to be still and about and, and and receive from where you are being still mm-hmm. that will feed you mm-hmm. and knowing that in order to be alive and human you must move forward yeah um and not allow yourself to become stuck in something I love that you said move forward because what I thought you were going to say was more like movement like yoga, mm-hmm. like exercise mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. moving your body. You chose the more figurative movement, mm-hmm. which I love. And I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm not going to, I can't deny the physical movement Yeah, yeah. because energy in the body moves as you move your body. Right. But as, as, a, as a literal life theme, yeah. if you notice that your life is sane. Mm-hmm. Something is something is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're not progressing forward in some kind of way, and not just accumulating, mm-hmm. but also 
developing yeah that is contrary to dominant narrative yeah and I, I think I've mentioned this I don't remember what episode it was about questioning why you may be manifesting the same situations mm-hmm. over and over and over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. it's because of kind of what we're talking about this adherence to a story this like maybe it's a limiting belief within yourself yeah maybe it is one of these dominant narratives that you choose to believe or unconsciously believe or something but if you are like constantly getting angry at the same kind of trigger or constantly manifesting the same kind of people in your life that you actually don't like or whatever the situation is you have to reevaluate your belief system Mm -hmm. you have to reevaluate um what your story, your inner story is, and then be able to release them and change and to grow and to move into something mm-hmm. new. That's the key. Change, move, trust, mm-hmm. and grow. Mm-hmm. Because when you change, you don't know. Yeah. You have no clue. Yeah. You have no clue. You have someone to- who told you, right. someone who may have said their own story, but my story is mine. Right. And I have to, I can choose to trust that in this change will bring life yeah solution we already talked about breath Mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. not gonna go back into that um oh i think this one is very practical and good we also like we were talking about before with the polarization there's arguments on one side of the spectrum a different set of arguments on the other we have to do a better job of listening to the opposite opinion i think and that's a very, very, very difficult for people. And it's something I had to learn, um, like leaving California and coming to somewhere like Alabama, is that I just disagree a lot. But I also have to find some kind of value in hearing out someone else's opinion, even if I leave the conversation not changing my mind about something. Mm-hmm. But there may be that one little gray area, that one little piece of nuance that helps me to see someone else's uh, perspective about something. And that alone, I think, will bring some level of cohesion. Like, mm-hmm. we may disagree, but at least we can coexist mm-hmm. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's a, a, this is a struggle for me, but something I've been working on. Mm-hmm. And I do see some level of value in that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, there is, I think, a lot of value in not just allowing someone else's existence mm-hmm. to exist because they exist. Yeah. So suppressing expression of them mm. in their own truth, in their own way, as long as it's not life-taking, yeah. is a way to coexist. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I've done this before, like talk to someone that I disagree with, we, we, you'll never change somebody's mind in the moment or maybe not ever. Right. But when you leave the conversation, start to like integrate, you know, what was said like in your own time or something... Yeah, you may have a, a little bit of a change of heart. Or, you know, like I said, just see see the perspective even if you don't agree with it or if it's not your perspective. And that coming together, that cohesion, is a way for us to step away from the dominant narrative that right. wants to polarize right. us. That's yes. the value yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. tough one, but a true one. So. I dig it. Yeah. I love it. So I think that's it, right? I think so. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you all. To this probably extended episode. Yeah. Um, hope you left with some practical tools to take with you. Some expansion of your mind. Yeah. And to come back to self and let some of these lies go. That's 
how I see it. Let the lies go. Find you again. Live from your truth. Be whole. Be together too. Be together. When it when it fits. When it fits, be together. Yeah. Be together. Cool. Be together. So follow us. Download. Follow us. Subscribe. Subscribe, review, comment, all the things. Share it. Share with a friend. I'm sure, I have no doubt that you had at least 10 people in your mind that you know would love this episode. 10. At least 10, y'all. I know it. Wow. Y'all, I know. Okay, uh, five. No, five. go back to 10. 10. Like <laughs> y'all got 10 people in your lives who, who I know there was, a, there was a sentence, a statement, a half an hour a quote that was something that we said today yeah they're gonna love yeah so think about that person hit that hit that little that square and arrow on your on your device say message or send and then type in their name and just hit send right away yeah do that 10 times 10 10 <laughs> ten, ten times <laughs> and then stay tuned for for more information from us about our our podcast growth we're doing some new things and some new ways yeah. stay tuned for that stay tuned for that and obviously, episodes to come as well. Um, every week, new things, new conversation, new topics. And of course, me and Shalisa do stuff in the city. That's right. Sound healing. Yeah. Every every Sunday, 3 to 4 o'clock, you can register um, on the link tree in my Instagram, which mm -hmm. is at portal underscore 2TO underscore joy. Um, you can go to my website, which is portaloftjoy.com slash upcoming events to register. And I, of course, do yoga in the city, all over the city, um, uh, primarily for the community in a, commun in a very, very communal bay, way every Sunday at 9 a.m. Governor's Drive at Millcat Yoga, yoga and Massage, Millcat Healing Art Center um, on Governor's Drive. Uh, 15 bucks is the cost to get in um, on my website, simiaye.com, S-I-M-I-A-Y-E.com, or Linktree, of course, as well, on my Instagram page or the podcast page as well. Well, come find us, come be with us, breathe with us, rest with us, restore with us. Yeah. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Adios. Peace.